Hey everybody, you are listening to CryptoCast. I am your host, Ty Chayman. I am here with Brian Dudeman, Paul McGinnis, and Heather Dunham, aka Animated Hello on Twitch. If you want to watch your stuff, they're pretty awesome. This week, we're going to dive into a little bit of the above normal. We're going to be talking about the paranormal experiences. This is going to be a two-part segment talking about ghost stories of first-hand accounts that we went through, and each of us had different experiences in different places, so there's not an exact timeline but you'll hear from each of us there's no real fact or bullshit in these this is more of just based on personal accounts so i want i want to say thank you guys also for listening for our fifth episode and i want to give the floor to heather so take it away with your experiences loving the lighting on paul this is yeah. badass i know <laughs> yeah it is my glasses this is amazing <laughs> i just turned my flashlight on my phone and put it underneath me that's perfect <laughs> Well, I think we all have to do that for next week. I should have the webcam by then. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I want to preface my section with uh, I, there's a difference between my beliefs on ghost hunting shows and like ghosts in the media versus uh, what I've experienced. Um, I think often, uh, like on ghost shows, their equipment is able to pick things up that we don't expect and then our brains attribute words to their noises faces to their blobs which is called periodolia something like that periodolia i dated her <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> yep i'm perry you know <laughs> the odoliums sorry <laughs> i think um often uh we're kind of guilty of selective attention as well. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the, did you see the gorilla video? No. Of which one? Definitely look it up. Uh, there's a up right now. video titled, did you see the gorilla on YouTube? And the idea is to count how many times the people in white shirts pass a basketball. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was like the haunting at the zoo with Harambe. No, no. Like it has that. nothing to do with hauntings, but explains selective <laughs> attention very well. Okay. But uh, also our pineal gland also can create DHT. So I don't know how much your squishy, glitchy robot meat suit <laughs> that, but I'm certainly skeptical that anything I perceive is real. Uh, lots of things go bump in our brains. But that having been said, uh, there are also some scientific ideas in support of ghosts. The idea of conservation of energy. If energy is not created nor destroyed, where does it go when someone dies? Some of it certainly stays in your body. Your hair grows for quite a bit of time after you pass. Um, but I think there are some logical explanations of ghost sightings. And there are three stories that I can't explain. Um, so. I guess I'll get into my stories. Um, my longest, most complicated and freaky one has to do with going camping in Pennsylvania. Um, my ex had, my ex's mom had a really, really old creepy house, like roof was falling in, mold growing everywhere. Terrible, terrible house. But uh, she always claimed it was haunted. We went camping for a week in Allegheny Forest. Uh, my ex and I liked to do things like shower. So <laughs> after like three days out there, we were like, I think we're gonna take a trip back home and just take a shower and come back. So we did that. As he was showering, he found a tick on him. And so he asked me to go grab our tweezers from the car and as I went to go get them i heard this really loud slam from upstairs and i was like what the heck could that be we're definitely the only ones here like we left his mom and her boyfriend out camping like no one else was home and but i, I didn't think too much of it because he had a tick on him we got to get that off <laughs> so <laughs> got the the tweezers out of the car um we got it off however you get ticks off we eventually did it um and we go back camping. When we come back with his parents, we tell them, oh yeah, while we were here, we heard this really loud slam. And uh, Josh goes, that's his mom's boyfriend. He's like, oh, was it the upstairs door again? Like there was this 
this door to where we were staying upstairs that was on really thick carpet like it's not drafty up there and we had like tried to shut it just you know privacy it's basically our bedroom it was like duplex but we used like the entire upper half mm-hmm. as bedroom because nothing functioned but we had tried to shut it and couldn't because it was just stuck on really thick carpet that is what had slammed and locked and Josh was like I am so sick of trying to unlock this thing from the side of the door and uh, he was like did you guys find any moles usually when this happens like moles appear in the kitchen we're like I don't know we didn't go in the kitchen and then the dogs found moles immediately after that so that was a little weird and uh the next time we visited josh had actually taken the door off the hinges and set it aside and i think that made something mad because i walked by a closet upstairs and i just felt this energy that like i couldn't ignore it and like part of me was like don't go near it like that's bad but the inquisitive part of me was like why do I feel this I need to investigate so I like go to the closet and I'm just like transfixed in this really negative energy just like drains me and I felt awful like I I tear up when I think about it pretty often but like I I don't know I would describe it as like a dementor that's how it felt (laughs) and um I like turned back to um, Josh and he was like, what just happened? You look sick or something. And I was just like, I just looked in that closet and now I feel awful. (laughs) And he was like, oh, that closet? He was like, I saw this like dark shadowy figure walk out of it the other day. And I was just like. Wait, hold on. Did you say duck shadowy? (laughs) Dark dark shadowy. I I really thought you said duck shadowy. (laughs) The ducks are after (laughs) us. It's those damn Canadian geese. They just like yeah, to Canadian creep up and attack everyone. It's a ghost duck. <laughs> so yeah, that that was my scariest one. Um, I think the other experiences are more fun. But did you ever remove that tick? Did we get to that story, or is it there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we removed the tick. About uh, five hundred pounds because we forgot about it and. <laughs> He's actually, that's why they broke up because he started a relationship with the tick and they're very happy together. Like, who takes showers though? That's the part that I don't understand. Like, that's just, yeah, right? Well, ha- the whole point lasted... with the tick is that's what distracted us from even investigating what the slam was. Is like he had a tick mm-hmm. and we had to get that off. And once we did, we just left because it had been enough time. We didn't even think about the slam. But when we got back, his parents mentioned it and we were like, oh my God, yeah, that. <laughs> I, I can't imagine camping for three days and not showering. Like I wake up the first day and I just feel all grimy and shitty from all like the campfires, smoke and everything and sleeping on the ground. And, like I, oh, the first thing I want to do is just go home and take a shower immediately. I have no clue how you could last three days. Right. I mean, I don't know. I feel like after a certain amount of time, you just get used to it. Yeah. I read that about people who study like native tribes and things like, like original people's societies they're like you know after about a week you're just over it and it feels normal (laughs) Mm -hmm. um all right jumping into the next one sure yes you have two more so i hope so (laughs) it gets shorter each time so uh my second story happened that's what she said (laughs) (laughs) dude (laughs) episode five i had to do it that's what she said i'm sorry (laughs) Um, I did an internship in Disney and, um, Ooh, Disney ghost story. Yeah. Disney ghost story. Okay. I was excited <laughs> about the last one, but now look, I'm now not, you have pause attention. It's not, it's not related <laughs> to the parks to the at all. My feet for this one. <laughs> it's not related to the parks at all. Oh, that's good. You don't want the copyright lawyers coming after us. <laughs> ghost is owned by Disney subsidiary. We're shut down people. It's the ghost <laughs> mouse. <laughs> Um, I do want to preface this with, I'm a straight edge individual. Um, I was working night shift. It was maybe 4 a.m. when this happened. And like, I was adjusted to night shift. I currently work night shift. I can do night shift very healthfully. So like, I wasn't on anything. I wasn't even rocking like a tired high. It's a very normal night. I was expecting to come home and go to sleep like any other night. And I walk in and 
I had to like double take because I could have sworn I saw this like wispy white blob that sort of looked like the outline. I of have a name. <laughs> <laughs> Standing like over my roommate. And I was like, uh, what do I do? <laughs> and then like where its head would be, like it, it didn't entirely look human, but like I guess the top where a head would be, it kind of like turned and looked and then it darted past and I watched it go into my closet. And I was like, that can't have just happened. I'm going to investigate. I look in the closet, things are swinging in there. And like, it didn't have a door. It was like an open closet, just right. like a walk-in thing with some wire hanging racks. But uh, yeah, so things are swinging. I, but like, I didn't get any kind of negative energy. I was just like, oh, that was weird. And then I told my roommate about it the next day when we were both awake and she was like, oh my God, that was my grandma. She came to say goodbye. She passed away last night. And I was like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> wow. Yeah. She, she flew the plants to Heather and like, oh shit, it's the wrong one. <laughs> it flew off. <laughs> like, I'll just wait in the closet until the other one comes out. <laughs> right. Damn it. Like, I didn't mean to interrupt. I only get one of these. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I only get one of these. It takes so much time to build up this energy. You know how much paperwork I had to build up to get here? <laughs> right. <laughs> I get it. It's uh, Beetlejuice. I get your reference, Paul. Yeah, see, good. Yeah, yeah. Exactly where I was, too. Points. Uh, my third one was just a Snapchat that a friend showed me. Like, I didn't receive the snap. She had saved it on <laughs> because it was freaky. But um, she, she said that she was just hanging out with her friends and the dog kept barking at nothing, just at a corner. And so they were going to snap, like, look at this stupid dog barking at nothing. But then you could see the ghost on her phone. And so she saved it. And she's not, like, the type to, A, know how to edit videos so that it looks fake. And, like, she wasn't sharing it with the world or anything. Like, she saved it on her phone and was like, look at this freaky thing that happened. Like, that was my only other interaction, really. Uh, just so our listeners know that there are studies that animals like dogs and cats and other pets have heightened like senses and things that they could pick up on different levels of energy or things in the room that we might, might not be able to see. But that's just a little side note to add in. Yeah. That's why in Friday 13th, the dog's always the first one to go. I, <laughs> I, I understand. That's one of the horror cliches I absolutely hate. There was a movie called Echoes of Fear played Buffalo Dream that was brilliant. It was, it was a brilliant film, and they bring out this little mouse in the beginning of it. And me and my friend Erica were like, I swear, if anything happens to that mouse, will burn this theater. And spoiler alert, the movie was amazing for many reasons, but the mouse makes it. That. Did you see that one time? I, um, so I only sat through half of it. So Greg had me working the table. Right, right. That's when... Good the other host for the the festival came out he goes okay like you can go kick back and enjoy the movie my job just so everybody knows for the buffalo dreams fantastic film festival is i'm the driver for the international directors and people from out of state so i take him from the hotel bring him to the festival show him a good time around the area and just kind um, of cater them around and i get to sit so in. much better ty thanks <laughs> but yeah oh, i i'm good show them a good time oh yeah yeah <laughs> i show them niagara falls but oh that niagara falls i got oh, you yeah oh, okay and it was very wet yeah <laughs> but anyway so i only sat through half the movie and it was the the ending half and i just remember walking in and i just see paul and eric just looking at the fucking screen like they're just like <laughs> frustrated with the movie but they love it oh it was so good it was so good but the whole time i'm waiting for that mouse to bite it and i'm like i swear no not the mouse and the mouse doesn't. And I'm like, yay, movie! We're, we're going to make a movie one day that, like, the little animal we show in the beginning is going to end up saving the day in the most I, random I way. as well. I, I seriously... Like, we show a little puppy in the beginning of a film, and it's this whole apocalypse thing. At the end of it, in this huge, huge fight, you just hear a little dog barks, and the villain just falls off a cliff because he jumped. Or, like, got scared or something like that. 
but well, I, I just want I just want to clarify when I said go, I meant like he jumps out a window in Friday Thirteenth Part Four. I don't know if you guys remember yep. that the dog yeah, really jumps do. out a window. Mm-hmm. But in Halloween films, Michael actually kills the dog, and that's the part that upsets me. Yeah. So that's why I'm more Jason than Michael because like mm-hmm. at least like the dog lives in all the Friday Thirteenth movies. Because because Jason sees it as the people are the problem, not the animals. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the, the the dog didn't make me drown; the people did. <laughs> that is true. So I just want I just want to throw that out there. But I think Paul's the next one, uh, right, Heather? Was that- yeah, yeah, I have some I have some closing thoughts, but I think it fits more like overall closing more so than my segment. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I have a a long and 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 myriad history with the with ghosts. In my opinion, uh, I know I grew up. My I was always told that my house was haunted. Uh, I would. Often as I lived there, my and I, I lived there well into my adulthood, um, that I would wake up and have something standing over me and never had that anywhere else I lived before or after, I should say. Um, and so there's that. Uh, for a very long time, uh, I work in the, the field of direct care and one of the, the facilities that I worked at, I was very, very close with a person who died fairly young and I know she haunted me uh, after her passing because she was someone who would just hit buttons on stuff. If it had a button, she would hit it. And at the time, I had all these, uh, there were Simpsons dioramas that you would take the Simpsons figures and you put them on there and you'd press a button and they would speak. Depending like if you put Homer, you hit the button, it would say something Homer. And then you put Bart and they had little chips in them. And I, I had a whole bunch of these. Those are collectibles now. They, I sold them all. Um, (laughs) yeah Uh, but anyways uh they would randomly go off at like three in the morning just like repeatedly and so i'd hear homer speak like 12 times and you just hear you know the bark 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 and i finally got to the the point of i would say her name i'd say i'm not going to say her her real name for for reasons but we'll we'll call her we'll call her sherry and i go sherry cut it out and they'd stop and uh the the biggest i think haunting from her came from uh, when right after she died, I was a wreck. I was a wreck, and I was listening to this. I, I said, "All right, that's it. I'm done. Done being sad. Just gonna move forward." And I, I put in this this brand new CD. We had these things called CDs back in my day. It held <laughs> music, and I put the brand new one in there, and it played this song called uh, what was it called? Rainmaker. And the lyrics of Rain, of Rainmaker were, hey, Rainmaker, did you have to take her from me? So I'm like, oh, that's this. And I'm so I'm bawling more. That became my song. Of, I made me think of her. And I was listening to it one night. And I had one of these, again, I'm going to date myself, because um, I had one of those portable Walkman that you put the CD, the CD in, and then you plug a tape player into your tape deck. That was uh, in my car. And so I had the CD player sitting on the, the seat next to me as it played this song. And I'm totally feeling sorry for myself, as I often did. And without even hitting a bump, I was just driving smooth. The thing flips off the, the seat. The CD popped out of the, the player and landed just perfectly on the, on the seat next to me. I'm like, okay, fair enough. That's a, you know, suck it up, buttercup. I get you. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then usually around her, always on her birthday and on the day that she died, I have a little tradition where I pour some milk into the ground because she drank a lot of milk. And that's my way of remembering her. And if I ever am approaching the date and I don't remember, stuff starts falling over. It always happens. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, nope, okay, gotcha. Gonna do it, gonna do it. So I can't forget her every year. Um, so that was my personal experience that kind of had me a believer. And I like to think of myself, I've mentioned this before, as a critical uh, skeptic in that I, I, I want there to be ghosts. I do believe in ghosts. Every time something quote unquote supernatural happens, I do my best to figure out what what was it? What was it that wasn't ghosts? Was it this? Was it that? Because I've seen so many ghost hunters, just every creak of the floor and every single flick of the light means that it's a ghost. And I'm like, well, no, there's actual logical explanations. You know, I don't believe I do think there is something in the whole orb phenomena that you see in pictures, but I don't believe every orb is a ghost. Right. I believe some of them are dust, but I've seen some of them that are just too weird to be just dust claws. But that's, um, so that being said, um, 
I've been to the Rolling Hills Asylum overnight a few times and had some really fun things happen there. I think my favorite was the time it was, we had split up into two groups and we were walking down the hall and we hear the four of us hear somebody trying to come through a door and we figured it's the other group and they're coming through the door and we didn't want to scare them because that's the one thing you don't want to do here. So we were like, Hey guys, it's just us. Don't be scared when you open the door and it stopped rattling. And then we went and opened the door and it was a dead end closet. <laughs> Another time we were standing there and I, I smelled at this dusty old basement um, in this asylum and clear as day, I smelled, I smelled roses. And I was like, guys, just, and I couldn't, you know, identify the smell. It was just a weird smell out of place smell. And I, and I just, does anyone else smell that? And everyone else is, is, and then somebody next to me goes, it smells like roses. And then the skeptic of the group was about to, to, he went like mid sentence. He said, like, you guys are all full of, whoa, <laughs> he got the, the, the rose smell in him. And my favorite moment came when my friend had gotten one of those, you're supposed to carry these little flashlights that you unscrew the end of just enough so it doesn't shine. And if it does shine, that's supposed to be a ghost trying to communicate with you. So the mag lights, mm -hmm. she had a mag light and she set it on a table and she was having a full on conversation with it. We have it on video. The flashlight was responding directly to questions. Are you this person? And it would flick on for yes. Are you, and if we weren't saying anything, it wouldn't respond. She was having, I was there, I saw the whole thing. I know my friend, we had a full conversation with the flashlight that responded to us. I mean, you can have a conversation with any flashlight, I suppose, but um, so that was cool. <laughs> now I want to see you have a conversation with a flashlight. Okay, I went into flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think that they were possibly guilty of any of the, like, I don't know, I guess, planting of things like that like i've heard of places putting like scent diffusers and right um if that were true so be it uh that was the only time and i've done it a few times i've never and i've done it with different groups so they don't know what to i've never once had a phantom smell before and even when i said it to the woman I'm like would you have any reasons why there would be roses and she was like no there's no reason whatsoever and she goes, that's weird. And it was another one of my friends who was doing some research and said, oh, one of, that's where the, the nurse's station was. And they would often bring fresh flowers as a way of, of mm -hmm. uh, trying to. So it was, I'm not saying it's impossible. Um, I, I don't see how they could have done anything with the, the door. Um, and then that flashlight, there was no explanation because we weren't even in a, we were in the waiting room. There's a place that you always go, the only place that has eat that you hang out in and we were all there. And we put it, took the flashlight with a flashlight she brought with her. So it wasn't anything that they supplied. Right. Uh, and put it on a chair in the middle of the room and we, and she talked to this, this flashlight and watched it respond. So. I wasn't trying to dismiss it. I just wanted an honest assessment. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, I'd be the person, like, oh, okay, maybe they are the 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 scent diffuser that was weird because it wasn't the entire area you had to be standing like when we mm -hmm. stepped away from that area and stepped back it was like how do you make a scent so specific to one spot you know where yeah, and if no, i were no, to no. stretch the room it would disperse throughout the whole room right and right. so the whole fact that oh i didn't mention that my friend who was the skeptic was not standing directly with us he walked into where we were and he didn't smell until and then you smelled it and then it went away. So right. it didn't linger. I was gonna say my mom has said similar things. She says that occasionally she smells uh, my grandma's perfume and it's never happened to me. Mm -hmm. Like I, I always call her crazy. I'm like, well, I don't smell anything, but it's always like, she's always standing in a specific spot and it's always her, I don't know. I picked up on it a few times with me with my, my grandma's perfume, but you guys better pray to God that there's a scent diffuser after I die. Cause I, everyone knows I'm quite a gassy individual <laughs> and, I, and I, and I will crop dust that room. Oh, uh, <laughs> that goes like, Hey, can you not speak to us? Can you? Oh, uh. yep. <laughs> yeah. Like as soon as you guys see like older, you guys just start choking on the air. Be like, yep, he's here. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So uh, those are the minor things that happen, but the, probably the majority of any quote-unquote supernatural uh, that's happened in my life. And, you know, I was at the, the um, uh, I've been to a few haunted places. Don't always see um, things. The one place that I've personally experienced, there's a theater company called Billy Theater North Taiwan, and I've done a lot. I was a major member of that company for a while. Still kind of consider myself an honorary member. I just don't have the time for shows. And that has, there's been a lot of, it used to be a church and they converted into a theater. And a lot of ghost hunters have gone through there. Um, we had a very, very famous picture. The one year we did um, uh, Christmas Carol. And there's a famous picture of, of the scene where Scrooge is talking to the ghost of Marley. Yep. And there's a clear as day face right over his shoulder of a woman's face just like looking over the ghost's shoulder. And it's funny, whenever we do shows that were somehow supernatural in nature, they seem to, I notice them more at least. Other than that, it's, it's I, I never saw them as much. Um, I never really understood the fear of ghosts personally. Uh, and maybe it's because it's just, I want them to be ghosts and I would love um, because they didn't until the Dementor in the closet. Right, exactly. The, the, the big white blobby. Um, that was uh, black. Oh, the black, sorry, different story. Um, but there's no, there's no history of a ghost ever killing somebody, you know, even if you do. So the, what's the worst they can do is how I feel about it. And so if they are there, I, I'd love to know it. Um, the thing about the ghost light was they would always happen accidentally. Is It'd never be, hey, that's a ghost. You'd, you'd, be, you'd walk by somebody and assume it's another member of the, of the company because we'd be working late building sets, doing, you know, various repairs on the, on the building. Um, and we walk by and I'm like, Hey, Frank, and then walk by and then come upstairs and there's Frank. And I'd be like, but you were, but he was, was a what? and <laughs> realize it's, it's, who was that then? Right. Uh, the one show we did, it was called, it was called the innocence and it's based on turn of the screw. And I got to play a ghost in that, in that, in that, uh, one it was great uh, I played Quinn and my co-star was another ghost who very briefly we were seeing each other at the time and she was getting ready she was kind of I was a few steps behind her and I was with another actor and she kept like over her shoulder just kind of going Cut out and I and the whole time you know like Where, what are you and and so she came on like 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 this isn't the time for I'm like wait you were playing with my hair that whole time I'm like I was standing with the other actor I was about five feet from you so I wasn't playing with your hair so, <laughs> maybe she just wanted you to play with her hair maybe she did but I think she was I think An she inception was, maybe if I, I accuse him ghost. no but I was pissed I'm like dude dude back off all right I was yelling mm -hmm. at, the, at the ghost I was like hey 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 yeah, that's pretty good. Get, off the, lady, okay? get the, the spray bottle of holy water. Just like, no, off. <laughs> I'm definitely skeptical yeah. of any businesses that like make a living on ghost encounters just because I've seen lots of things debunked. Like there's magicians that I still can't figure out, which mm -hmm. doesn't mean that like their magic is real, you know, like I don't know, well, can't accept into the world. I have a very good friend who's a magician and he he doesn't believe in anything supernatural and is the first one to say and he doesn't explain his tricks, and I've seen a lot of them. And I'm like, he, of course, he can't. He's a magician. Um, I have a cousin who's a magician, and he'll actually explain it to family. But he always hated me because I could usually figure it out before he explained it. Uh, <laughs> I was a good test. Okay. Though. <laughs> Garrett will not. Garrett will will not tell you his secrets. And remember, uh, no, I've always been a skeptic, or, or like I guess what you were saying about um, not fearing ghosts because. Mm -hmm. I remember outside a haunted house. It was like the first haunted house I'd ever gone to. And I was pretty young. A guy outside of it was like trying to scare me. And he was telling me that I had monsters under my bed. And I was like, no, I don't. He's like, how do you know? And I was like, I checked. And he was like, how do you know that they don't just disappear when you check, but they're always actually there. And I was like, well, then they're not bothering me. They can stay. <laughs> right, right. And that's how like, if I ever saw a ghost, I'd be too busy going, oh, that is so awesome. <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on. Stop it, Paul. I see we have nine minutes left, and the next one I want to go into is kind of lengthy, so I'm okay stopping mine here if someone else wants to 
and then I'd like to pick it up next ep- next episode if you don't mind. I'm good with that, Brian. Do you want to jump in for yours? Well, what I was gonna, what I was going to do is I was oh, going to suggest. I'm sorry, Brian. I mean, interrupt, but I have to do this running gag every week. My food of, of the choice this week, I got evaporated milk. I thought that was. The milk. <laughs> oh gosh. So this is okay. I'm sorry. Why Brian, evaporated? What is your? <laughs> Oh, it's the ghost of milk. For all the listeners, everyone, um, for whoever who hasn't seen the video yet of this podcast, Paul is waving around the can of evaporated milk making ghost sounds. (laughs) What is your movie then? What is your movie recommendation for the ghost episode? Oh, oh. The others with Nicole Kidman, hands down. That is a good one. See, I thought you were going to go like more horror, like 13 Ghosts. or 13 Ghosts is amazing. Or like a friendly one, like Casper is mine. My my, my recommendation is Casper, the first one, not the not the second one. The third one's good though. Well, meets Wendy, that's a good one. Okay, well yeah, I, mean, I like that one too. That one's cute. Chris, Christina Ricci, who grew up into the girl we still love. To, oh, I, I'm I'm a big Christina Ricci fan. Ten out of ten. <laughs> I had a cat that I named Casper. Guys, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. You're listening to CryptoCast. And it's recording, and we are back. Uh, we just heard from Paul. We took a quick commercial break. Heather, thank you so much for providing us for that ad. Beautiful as always. 10 out of 10. Uh, so we are back. And so it's my turn. Uh, I have three quick short stories of ghost experiences. Uh, so you guys know that ghosts are usually associated with um, like life. You know what I mean? Like they're like someone lived, they died, and then like haunt and stuff like that. But what I want to throw at you guys is um feelings slash like uh vibes so my dad wasn't the best father of the year so when he was like living around my house like years ago he used to be very violent and very angry and stuff like that so my house has always been very like kind of like it has like an angry spirit in it you know what i mean so for years even after he left you could still feel its presence when my like friends and family like extend family come out they visit us they always feel like this presence and they're like, wow, what is that? And I'm like, oh, that's just my dad's old spirit. Um, so a few times of like actual occurrences of like that coming to like be harmful, because again, you know, like it was a destructive force. Um, so a few times I've actually seen like the glass uh, on my drawers. You've seen my drawers, Heather, you know, like there's no cupboards, like there's literally just like cups there. I've literally seen them like move forward and then just smash and break without anyone touching them, without anything going on outside to move the force, just odd things like that so i've seen that i've seen doors randomly open and close in my house and i've just been like okay it must be the wind but like it wouldn't be windy that day so i've just chalked up as like oh it's just it's just the house spirit so that's one story that i have uh the second story that i have is i have a friend riley i talk about riley a lot of time uh so she's got this like very haunted kind of like uh like closet that she lives in and so every time that her friends have like visited, uh, she's like, there is a girl in that closet. She's like six years old. She haunts that closet. Very scary. Don't talk to her. Uh, so one day I just figure, you know what? I'm going to lock myself in this closet for an hour and just talk to her and just see how that goes. Maybe uh, she just wanted to talk to somebody. <laughs> talk to her. Actually, you reminded me of a small story. So I went inside the closet, talked to her for a few hours. Didn't hear anything back. But then later on, Riley went inside the closet and got like an earful of it. And was just like, dude, man, what'd you say to piss her off? Like, I don't know. I was just dude, man. I don't know what I did. But that's, that's what happened there. It's like um, all I did was I just throwed a bunch of salt in front of the doorway. <laughs> so, it reminds me of a, a house I lived in in Buffalo. Uh, I cleaned out some old, old closets. It was like a almost a crawl space closet. And um, I found like all these little kids' toys, including like a little ball. And I just kind of like, took them out and like set them in the hallway. And then one night I um, I just watched and the ball came rolling in and I was like, oh, the cats must be playing with it. And then I looked and both cats were sitting next to me and I was like, oh, interesting. But that was it. <laughs> uh, so what was the movie with the ball bouncing down the stairs? The Haunting, I think? No, that's not, not The Haunting. It's the, yeah. um, it was, it's with an O. Because I know what you're talking about, and I thought it was The Haunting, because, like, that's a very... I know, like, both films are both black and white old, so, like, that's why I... This was, uh, this the was same a era. black and white film. It was a color film, but it was still, like, 70s. Okay. 
I think and, that's the one that Scary Movie Two ripped off of with yeah, the basketball yeah. they, they going down. That where it came down, they 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 uh they bounced the basketball. I gotta Google this because it's gonna. Well, Paul Paul is looking that up. Uh, same like same. It's not my third story, but with that girl that is haunting Riley's uh, closet. Um, I believe one time my friend Biddy and Riley were like playing patty cake because that's what my friends do. We play patty cake because we're we're still twenty, but we still play patty cake, and um. I think the girl whispered in Biddy's ear, "Do it," and he was like, "What was that?" And uh, that was that was that was that. Um, so yeah, um, as far as my third story goes, I think that we need something more comical. So here's a very funny story that I have. Um, was the changeling, by the way, did not begin with an L. Okay, <laughs> we were way off. Yep. <laughs> so my uh, my friend Bree, I, I used to hang out with, don't hang out with as much anymore, but. Um, she has these friends who are kind of like ghost hunter. We're like they're they're kind of like they meditate, they feel the spirits and stuff like that. So we went out to uh, like uh, like a like a well, I'll say like almost a haunted uh, like gra- gravesite. You know what I mean? Like um, it's like five ten minutes away from uh, Pigman too, Angola. It's like right around there. But there's like a haunted kind of cemetery around there. So we went there. They're doing their seance. They're like, you know, bringing the spirits in. They're like, ooh, we can feel the spirits and we know the energy and stuff like that. I have to take a quick piss. I'll be right back. So I pissed on a tree in the cemetery. Very disrespectful, but I was very drunk. So don't excuse my behavior. You know, a tree than a a tomb. Yeah, you know, you weren't peeing out of person. You were peeing. And are uh, you talking about Brianna Fuentes? Yes. What are you hanging out with my ex for, Brian? <laughs> years ago, years ago. Uh, so Katiri um, was like, ooh, I can feel the spirits. They're very pissed off right now. And I was like, ah, I see what you did there. And then later on. No, they, cops, they were pissed on. Ah. So they came, uh, cops came, and they're like, you know, we've gotten some na- neighbor complaints. I'm like, there are no na- like neighbors here. Like, it's very desolate. Like, there's no one here. Um, so I... Uh, they're like, if we find any drops, any waterings at all around here, you guys are all being arrested. I'm like, shit, in my head, I just, I just took a huge, massive piss. I hope we don't get in trouble. They're going to find my think- piss pile. Yep. <laughs> so they didn't find it, and I didn't get in trouble. But I was very eerie, though, that, like, as soon as that happened and the spirits got pissed off that the cops were summoned there, even though, like, again, no one was around. So I just thought that was very... You know, almost too coincidental for it to be something. So those were the three situation circumstances that I've had, quote unquote, haunting sightings of things. Mine, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw into the mix. Um, so a couple years ago, I used to help out the group called Beyond Ghost. So they they do all like the conventions and stuff at the Central Terminal and Naval Park, and um, at nighttime they do the ghost hunts. And I um, I basically worked security so i was dressed as the regular with my friend phil and just so like when they do the ghost hunts at night in the in the bigger groups that nobody strays away or causes trouble because it's downtown buffalo i mean there's constantly people are worried about graffiti and all that other crap so before the walkthrough we were walking around with the caretaker son mj and the day that one of the the events was closed we were just kind of going there to hang out and this was in the towards the end of the day we're walking around the backside of the terminal near the train tracks and we see this whole like painted pentagram in the ground with a bunch of candles and a dead crow like literally ripped apart in the middle of it and we're talking to mj the caretaker's son and and he's like yeah that's it's quite a common thing that they come across the stuff every now and then for people come here for rituals and shit like that so anyways, one of the nights that we were there, because we were there a few nights just helping out with the, the ghost hunts, it was about 12 o'clock and everyone who was there for the ghost hunt was out of the building except for the building staff. And it was literally me, my friend Phil, uh, the caretaker's son, and the main guy that does the tours for the nighttime. And they're like, oh, like, well, now that everyone's out of the building, we could show you where the real stuff happens on the third floor. And it was like the public doesn't have access to the third floor. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like that for a reason. Not knowing of all the condemned building and everything like that, that they're slowly trying to re-renovate into a habitable state. So we go up on, it's either the second or third floor for the very long balcony aisle. Um, I know, Paul, you would have to have been there at some point for the central terminal. Yeah. 
I think it's the second floor like hallway where all the offices were. When we filmed Battle Dogs, we were there, yeah. But it, it kind of like, it's like, I'm pretty sure it's either second or third floor that overlooks the entire concourse area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this, like I said, this was about 12, 1230 at night. And we're just kind of just walking around and it's our, it's literally the, my friend Phil is, uh, he's like a rent-a-cop and he always has his equipment with them and a mag light. And he goes, oh, like, let's leave the flashlight down at the, the far corner which is it's kind of this room and there's this rubber ball in there that apparently like this ghost kid likes to kick around every now and then. And the whole foundation is concrete and steel. So we walk over and put down his police mag light in the little doorway. And there's, there's no doors in this entire hallway. It's just completely, everything's just ripped out. It's just literally walls ground and then just dust. And we're standing at the the very other end of the hall, so we're probably about two to three hundred feet away from this light. And as we're asking questions, this thing starts flipping on and off, and and so on, and then starts rolling back and forth to our questions. And we kept hearing this weird like thumping noise. And Phil asks, out of everyone, when it got really silent and eerie, he asked like not to be the elephant in the room, but are you inhuman? And the light turned off. And then about a second later, turned back on. It was about two feet off the ground, and the light dropped. And then right when we heard that, we heard a bang behind us, like a, someone hit like the metal door for the staircase. And they're like, all right, Ty, go get the flashlight. And I told them, like, I'm not going down there alone. So I made the caretaker's son walk with me. And retrieved my friends it had to be like 60 to 70 dollar flashlight that he just bought <laughs> and literally as for a flashlight it's it's like this heavy duty like police one that's that's the truly scary part of the story they had all these settings and all this weird shit yep. so anyways um when we get to the light i was like stamping around on the ground just saying like okay just is there anything like vibrations on the ground that could have set off this light and i'm at the time like 230 pounds stomping on the ground in all directions and i can't get this light to turn on and we heard another loud bang behind us and we quickly look over and we thought we saw a shadow block out part of the light in the staircase and just as i look down flashlight turns on less than an inch from my foot i was like i'm grabbing the light i'm out of here and then they're like well no you we gotta (laughs) yeah he's like the care yeah. Oh, I survived. Because I'm here. Oh, I see the logic. Yeah. You guys just don't see a video of me because I can't afford a webcam with all my car problems. Hi, if you're here, knock on the table three times. I can still hear him today, guys. <laughs> uh, he yeah. only did it once, so I can verify that he's not alive. It's all no, that fart not- sound, too. <laughs> but anyways, so at the towards the end of the night they're like well we still gotta lock down the lower half of the building and they sent us in all different directions and of course they send me alone to the trolley lobby which for the viewers i don't know it's about two stories underground where um part of the train tracks and trolley were built and it was i believe it was never really used but they did find bodies down there before after i know it was kind of an area where the buffalo mafia used to practice their business meetings which didn't really go that well and also during the winter time when the building was condemned and not open to the public um homeless people would try to break into there to stay warm thinking like okay i'm in this building and it literally with it being partially underground that it became an ice box for them so they did find frozen homeless people down there and they found um another dead guy and his dog people Yep, they found a dead guy and a dog in the uh, in the elevator shaft too. That they have no clue how it got there when they got the building. But anyways, I thought I heard mumbling down there, so I casually just my senses were pretty heightened and freaked out because of what just happened upstairs, and the fact that I had to go down all the way to the bottom of the trolley lobby and look around, and I thought I heard mumbling, and then I waved the flashlight around, and nothing's there. And I started taking steps back up the stairs. And every time I took a step, I felt like something was taking a step behind me. 
So it literally turned into me booking up the stairs in the pitch dark <laughs> with a flashlight. And like I said, around 230 pounds. And I get to the top of it and the flashlight starts flickering in my hand. And I just take off running as fast as I can out of the doorway, through the concourse and just running. And they saw me on the security monitor for the main room, just running as fast as I can back to where the lights were on in the building. <laughs> and I was like, I'm done. And then by the time we left, cause I, I rode with Phil cause he lives in Angola and I was kind of on the way to be picked up to head downtown. Um, he saw a face up on the second or third floor in the window and I caught a br- brief glimpse of it and then just kind of like faded away back into darkness but we already like did the full walkthroughs there to make sure like no one's in the building kind of thing and it was a very very eerie feeling and just every time we're there with just really really creepy vibes and it's it's one of those places it just has like so much history and you got to think back in its day that there was hundreds if not thousands of people a week going through there to travel and go to their businesses and things like that it was quite a place of business offices and so much more and just all that energy of like a travel destination just I think kind of stuck around but there's no real identifying what could have been there Mm -hmm. and also one of the other nights we were there this was before everything else um we were sitting in the luggage claim area the baggage claim did they want to claim you I wish somebody like oh i got the red ticket that's a tie that's mine yep (laughs) now they'd be asking for a refund (laughs) like this this is damaged goods paul no no (laughs) i love you oh i know but um i i was sitting alone in the baggage claim area there's two rooms to it um because there's like the waiting area then there's the actual like baggage room and I was sitting in the longer one and I had my back against the wall and I just constantly just felt someone tapping heavily on my left shoulder. And I knew I was alone. And then I, I'm pretty sure I heard a deep breath, but I don't know. It was, it was quite just uncomfortable. It was just a get up and get out of there kind of thing. But there's, um, there's other, there's been dozens, if not a hundred investigators that have been there before and stayed overnight, like ghost hunters from, taps and sci-fi channel were there before jason and grant and a handful of other people but it's just so hard to trace like identifying who could be there or what specifically is going on like i said with the whole pentagram that was spray painted is it malevolent is it is it something that has conscious energy or is it just that i keep forgetting the term where it just kind of repeats over and over again over time like it has no memory it just it's like an event that keeps playing out Mm-hmm. but stuff like that and i had never heard of the trolley lobby before i never uh knew, I, which I, I don't do a lot of investigation but all i could think of was that trolley lobby would be a great name for a brothel yeah <laughs> so, and i already have the theme song for it as we were talking i was i was coming up with a theme song on my head and it goes like that Trolley, trolley, lobby, get your prostitutes here. That's all I have right now. We're going to write more of it. <laughs> I was going to say, send it to Greg Lamberson. I have the entire trolley lobby theme song. Send the idea to Greg Lamberson because I heard he wants to try to do two movies next year. Well, I, I yes, I would yep. definitely send my ideas to Greg. And um, with this group, too, we also helped out at the Buffalo Naval Park, which the Ghost Hunters did as well on the big, I think it's, is it the Little Rock? I'm not too sure for the naval ship that's down there. There's a naval ship and a submarine. And essentially we did the exact same thing of being security and just the oddballs of the group, just making sure no one strays away. And I've never been on a warship this size before, and it's quite easy to get lost. And I'm like, the big thing is I just have to know where the bathroom is. Like literally the first thing, whenever I go to someone's house, I'm like, okay, give me the tour. So if I know I got a dump, I know where to go. Ryan just pees on the ghosts. Yep. He just, he will just <laughs> pee right on the, he marks his territory though. I have to respect that, Brian. You're just like, hello, goose. What do you think of this? Have your mind now. <laughs> Already showing he's the alpha of the group. I, you know, you gotta, you gotta respect. Yep. <laughs> but we were, um, <laughs> we were with the group and we got to hang around for the investigation. And 
they it's one of those things with technology now and the k2 meters and the voice boxes i i kind of believe more in the k2 meters because they actually use those for like household things and electricians and so on but just the voice boxes just saying random words i don't really trust i feel like things are programmed into them like a timer sometimes but anyways so we were done with the big ship and it was about two o'clock in the morning and we had to like make sure everyone was kind of cleared out. So they're like, okay, like Phil's going to take the the big ship just to do another sweep. And they're like, all right, Ty, you got the submarine. I'm like, okay, a big guy fit into little hatches, like to go through the rooms. And literally they, they sent me through the back and they closed the, the back hatch behind me. And this is, it's either the back or the front where they store the missiles. This story is making me claustrophobic just listening to it. Just so you I know. know. I was like, this yeah. reminds me of getting locked in a freezer, but that's not oh, having it was, it was, was just trauma. <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine, because I, I know a lot of submarines did sink in war and everything like that, but just the claustrophobia of being like a large person and just how small these doors are as this thing is sinking further underwater kind of thing was just, it kind of overwhelmed me for a moment. But I, I started walking. I had like this dollar store flashlight. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to check for people. And for people who haven't been on the submarine in Buffalo, there's mannequins in there. And the lights are off. So, yeah, deal, deal with that. So I'm going through these rooms with a little flashlight. And like I said, the lights are completely dark. There's no light in there. There's no windows, no nothing. And I'm just waving the flashlight around as I'm going from room to room, just making sure no one's behind. And there's mannequins just literally frozen in time right there. And I get to about three or four rooms in and the flashlight dies. <laughs> and just before the flashlight dies, it did that slow thing where it kind of like flickers and then fades out. And I swore, cause I was looking down the, the pathway of the hatches, like from like the door entrances and I swore this like tall grayish figure in, in like a uniform like entered the room like kind of towards me a couple rooms down and went quickly to his right. And like I said, then the light died. And I only had like five person on my phone. So I'm like constantly just constant like waking up my phone from sleep mode just to aim around the front screen instead of turning on the flashlight and I keep bumping into mannequins and I just start screaming like hell. And I, I remember like finally getting to the front of the submarine. They're like, was that you screaming back then? I was like, no, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> I didn't hear screaming. <laughs> I was like, I can I go really scream? Wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a piss stain on my pants right here. Can I go home? <laughs> but that was, that was probably one of the, the most intense nights for our, ghost stories part two um when we resume i know i have a huge story to tell everybody it's about the hinsdale haunting and for those of you that haven't looked too much into hinsdale it's one of the most known and renowned haunted homes in new york state and i was on a tv episode for behind the shadows for their season two finale um that we were a special guest there and it literally was the night that traumatized me for about five years mm -hmm. that something leached itself to me and followed home and all these other witnesses that have not only experienced that night but multiple people and partners of mine that have experienced things in my home since so it also goes to back to the story of brian peeing on a possible burial spot because i did that and i yeah it was it was that's how they off the guy for peeing on stuff you shouldn't be on. I know. I don't even. I I don't even pee in. So like, do animals get haunted? I imagine they pee wherever and don't really care. Oh, I bet. I the, squirrel. I'm assuming like the, this whole place like they don't really want animals inside. Like that's how messed up it is. There's this extreme heaviness and uncomfortableness to this place. And like Ed and Lorraine Warren were there before, I believe. And it's it's just so intense. But I know we're, we'll definitely pick up with that for Heather, the next episode that's why uh dogs bark at nothing <laughs> they're haunted yeah because <laughs> of all the pain they did like you you peed on me <laughs> I mean, my my dog just barks at the walk she's oh, fucking stupid spot. <laughs> i don't know try recording her on snapchat maybe something mm -hmm. will pop up. 
Oh, he's peeing on me again, the little bastard. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sucks. Well, I saw like and one video. We have a, an app. They're going to pee on whatever. And they're going to get haunted. And they're going to be like, I'll pee on you again. What you got? <laughs> I saw I like that, uh... Oh, one Snapchat video that this girl was trying to do the face attachment things, and oh, I saw one that one of the filters attached to something next to her, and she oh, just yeah, yeah. freaked out. I was like, "That sucks." That happens a lot. <laughs> it finds a lot of weird faces, places. Mm-hmm. Heather, I, speaking of, of videos, I, 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 while we took our commercial breaks, I checked out your that gorilla video, and uh-huh. maybe they shouldn't call it a gorilla video if they don't want you recognized. Because I, I. Like, I know when like, I did it in uh, class, uh, they didn't like they just put right. it up. But like I had no way to tell you guys how to watch it without the title. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't blame you for it, but they, that's how they label it in the YouTube. Did you see the gorilla? I was like, yeah. Well, if you're gonna call something. It's a concept though. Gorilla, it got me. I, I am had actively the correct, looking for a gorilla. I had the correct number of passes. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't discriminate. I wasn't looking for a gorilla. The gorilla can play basketball. Whatever. There were this many passes. <laughs> so for those of you who aren't aware of it, the, the video Heather's talking about, there's all these people throwing a ball and there's people in black outfits and people in white outfits and they're throwing and you're and they say count how many times the people in the white outfits pass the ball. So you're actively looking at that. Meanwhile, this guy in this gorilla costume just blatantly walks through the, the thing like <laughs> I'm in a gorilla suit and then walks by, like makes it very obvious. But because he's dressed in a black gorilla outfit and there's other people in black outfits. If you're not looking for him, I can definitely see how it would go past your perception. But then on YouTube, it's actually called Did You See the Gorilla? And if there was no gorilla, I would have watched it five times looking for a gorilla, even as I counted. <laughs> that's, just, that's just bad planning on their part. Right. And that, that to me truly proves that ghosts exist. <laughs> so I got there. but when uh when we resume though i'll go into extreme detail because it's quite a long story of the hinsdale haunting and i want to hear more of paul's encounters and i'm gonna plug a a friend of mine who does a lot of supernatural i'm sure she won't care if i plug her and and, uh, she does a lot of of uh she's got a couple books and uh a lot of stuff so very very good friend of mine so i'm gonna plug her oh yeah yeah I like how the people on the submarine with Ty, their ghost story is, yeah, we heard this random screaming. We heard this utterly <laughs> sounded, scream. Sounded like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> the scream of, not the face, not the face, I'm too pretty to die. I don't, I, I don't. <laughs> you, you hear my joke, Paul. If, if it wasn't funny, then I'm sorry. That was That's okay. What? Go ahead. Oh, no, you said I got a plugger, and then I said you got to ask for consent first. So, oh, I didn't uh, hear that joke. She, okay. She's like a little sister to me, so otherwise I'd be like, yeah, but no, no, that's kind of like... Right, yeah, that's why, that's why I was like, if you if it just like flew under, and like, I don't I, I understand. I, 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 <laughs> she'll appreciate me not... Uh, right, uh, anyway, continue. I'll talk more about her next episode, though. Sounds good. Uh, Ty, you want to do the honors? Um, yep, yeah, we won't want to thank everybody for listening to episode five of CryptoCast. This is our part one of Ghost Stories. If anyone wants to do research before we post the next episode about the Hinsdale Haunting, uh, you could check out the episodes. There's a whole bunch of stuff on YouTube and also the, I believe it was Travel Channel, they did Paranormal Lockdown. And it's, I think it's episode three or four is the Hinsdale House. It's literally this house. It's the White House with a tire swing. It's literally their poster. And research the, the gorilla show. video too, just because. And the gorilla video. I actually yeah. have a, a correction before I close. Um, I I was corrected on the hair growing. Uh, that does not happen after you die. Uh, your skin dehydrates and pulls away, and so it looks like the hair grows longer. But that that's been debunked, I guess. And yeah, you're that, yeah, that I do. It does fully or more support the point that i made in that where does the energy go if none of it (laughs) but that's also makes me question too like why are there no ghost dinosaurs but maybe that could be because our energy maybe because their energy form evolved into our energy form of consciousness Maybe, maybe I don't know. That's a discussion for another time. Okay, so we're going to wrap up this episode. You guys could follow us online at CryptoCast. Our episode is now available on Anchor if you guys want to listen to our opener. 
and they'll be posting on Thursdays for the videos. If you guys are want to follow that on YouTube, we'll be posting the links. Um, you can follow us on Facebook at CryptoCast Direct. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Ty Chaman. And then if you guys want to mention yours. AnimatedHello.com. Uh, Fanboy22 on Twitter and Paul McGinnis on the Facebook. Buffalo You Up podcast on Facebook and just Buffalo You Up on Instagram. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Stay scary. And then in the coming weeks, we're going to set up an email. So if you guys have any interest in reaching out or anything of your own testimonies of things that we should look into, we could gladly take a read of them and see what we can do with them. And anyone wants to invest in my uh, my lobby i totally bomb that joke keep going that's right i couldn't okay. remember what the original joke was as long as it's not for the bugs like flashlight <laughs> that i just accidentally shared accidentally i've already ordered two <laughs> oh for god research. yeah for four thousand dollars yeah really <laughs> yeah they're... my own oh god <laughs> that poor caterpillar all right that's all everybody you guys have a good one